Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, man. All right, nice. So what's going on? Man, just chilling up in uh up in Massachusetts, man. Just um I'm up here. Uh, Michelle had a tore a labrium. So yeah. uh so yeah, I'm just up here. She's um you know, I, I never really thought about how how much handicaps you. You know, because we're different, man. We get hurt, it's a whole different ball. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Like 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 I I get I get hurt, man. It's like I get hurt, I'm like, oh shit, I'm out for like a week or two. You know, like like we just have a whole different threshold of pain and I didn't I didn't really put two and two together with that. So, um, you know, it's it's been definitely it's been different. You know, I'm um it's definitely I would definitely say uh healthcare workers and you know, like people that work in like hospice and shit like that, I have a whole new respect for them. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole because, you know, yeah. a lot of people, when they, get, when they get hurt, man, you relinquish a lot of uh, you relinquish a lot of power to people, and that's not an easy thing to do. You know what I mean? Not to be able to use simple things like your hand or your arm. Like, a lot of people don't yeah, think about that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, like, that's a whole different ball game. And, um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a thing. It's been a thing for, for me as well. You know, it's made me understand people a lot more. I have a lot more patience, a lot more than, uh, a lot more than I thought I would. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. you know, a lot of times I'm like, yo, like I'm about to lose my brain and then I'm like, you know what, man, just remember like you know, like someone's just going through it, you know, they're going through the stages of like like I said, it ain't like skating, man. You know, you, you hurt your ankle, you, you take that joint out with some duct tape you're out. You know what I mean? You just like, you're like, I I just ain't gonna do a back you're like, I ain't gonna do a back to spot for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Figure it out, work around it, right? Exactly. You know, like, like, and that's, you know, skateboarders are great at that. You know what I mean? You can tell yeah. by, like, a lot of ramps and shit, you know, like, that's where that post came from. Like, you didn't grow up skating this shit. Like, a lot of people don't know how to figure out the way around things. And I'm not saying that she doesn't. She's great, man. She's yep. been really strong. But it's, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think also you have, you have to think about it, like, from their perspective, too. Like, they don't want someone helping them. You know what I mean? They're, so you almost have to have, like you said, you have to have the, that patience. You know, I think as you get older, you you understand that a little bit more. When you're younger, it's you, you get frustrated. You know what I mean? But as you get older, you learn that that, that patience. You know? Yeah, and it's a, uh, you know, and honestly, man, to be honest with you, man, if um, this would have, I couldn't have done this if I was drinking. You know, because I would have, I would have reverted to drinking to deal with it. And then that would have just caused a whole nother problem. You know, put that would have put a problem on another problem. That would have just yeah, yep. steamrolled into like so much stuff. And it's um, you know, as I get older, it's it's like I'm glad I quit drinking at the age I did. But um, you know, it makes me realize like things like that. You know, it makes me a lot more cognitive thinking. And yeah. It's, uh, How long's it been? How long's it been? Um, one one year, and January fifth will be. Three months, one year, three months. Quit in Man. March, March fifth, two twenty twenty, and um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. You know what I mean? So it's it's a whole yeah. different thing. But it's good, man. It's a, it's it's a good thing for me. You know, like I was, I prided myself. Is it something? Is it something that you think about often, or is it in your past? Because I know, I mean, it's. It's a challenge, you know, drinking, it just, 
for the average person. But then if you're actually like really into it, it's, it's definitely a challenge and it, and it hinders a lot of your, your talents and capabilities for a lot of people, you know? You know, and it's funny, man, because that didn't, um, it was weird. Like it was, it, it really hindered my, it hindered everything, but I took a lot of pride in being a functioning alcoholic, which is just so stupid. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I thought it was like a badge to wear. Like I can do all this, like and still be kind of drunk or be wasted. Like you know, like towards it, like towards the end, right before I quit drinking, man, I was taking handles of tequila into the mm. into this. Now I'd be like three or four shots deep. Uh, like we, we, I gotta be fair. I'd I'd go on like a Friday. This is like my routine, like a heavy routine. I'd go on say a Friday, right, and then. Friday. Oh shit! Is that my skateboard? Sorry, Aaron. Did you get some in the mail? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I got the, the I took, I'm a skateboard in the mail, man. That's uh. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, man. Um, like I just prided myself on being a uh, a functioning alcoholic for a very long time, and I thought it was like a badge to wear, and I was drinking a like a lot, man. Like it was like, it's crazy to think how much I was drinking. And, you know, it's, it's kind of sad now, you know, because I was holding myself back and, and a lot of people that, that were around me, they saw the potential in me and it was like, they were trying to hold on to something. And I was just like flailing in the wind, you know? So when it, when I quit, this is the beauty of it, man. When I quit, I, uh, I quit a week before the pandemic. And then when when I quit, the pandemic hit, and it made me realize that I was a social drinker, like I was a social being, like like that, you know, like and I wasn't yeah. it was something wasn't it was something I wasn't proud of, you know what I'm saying? So I needed to sure. put, I needed to put, uh, I needed to put something on that, to where you know when I was around people, it made me feel comfortable, you know, like drinking made me feel comfortable because I know I wasn't comfortable around those people. A lot of those people I didn't have nothing in common with besides drinking, like nothing, yep. like nothing, man. And so uh, I think that made me really – it put a lot of clarity into who I was and, and what I was. And, you know, I saw, my, I saw my worth in myself and just kind of took it from there. You know what I mean? Like, so I never craved it again. You know what I mean? I jumped right back out there. I was working at a bar doing pop-ups, and being around it made it easier. I was just like, hell no, because you know, after yeah. after at home, first thing I was like, I'm not drinking at home by myself. You know, that's what really, really, that's what really, really clicked in for me. I was like, I I looked at it as like, that's disgusting. Like, I mean, how do you see yourself different? You know, because obviously you're you're much more clear. Your head's clear, right? You're probably accomplishing a lot more things that you want to accomplish. What is it like now compared to what it was before? I just have a lot more energy, you know? Like, I thought I had a lot of energy before, but, like, now I've just got a lot of energy. And, like, I see things differently. I see things a lot. Like, I, like, you know, just simple things outside, you know? Like, I catch myself looking at, like, the beauty of tree bark or some shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? I think that also comes with age. I think you appreciate the little things it sounds cliche but as you get older you slow down a little bit and you appreciate some of the things that you would have never appreciated say when you were 20 25 you know what i mean never you know like like um i even even being up here man like 
Like, um, you know, like we go driving around and, you know, I think we were up here when we were on the, on the, uh, strength tour, you know, this is where That's we started. Right. Like, we That's started right. the strength tour. As a matter of fact, cause, um, I was just talking about that on the black history month stuff. And I was like, yeah, this, that's when I really, you know, I met Jamal, but I met him then because you guys flew me up here and yep. you know what I mean? Went to the airport yep. and that, and it's funny, right when I got here, man, I was like, I looked over at Michelle and I was like, is the traffic still stuck here? It's WCRP. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I remember that so bad. Like I remember, you know, like I remember that so vividly that like the traffic was terrible and there was just like construction everywhere. And uh, I'd come back, you know, I'd come back with aesthetics and those guys, but you know, I was, you know, I was drinking, partying a lot then, and um, you know, so I didn't really, you know, even being up here and like we came up here with you guys, we came up to. You know, Massachusetts, different areas of Massachusetts, Rhode Island, all that shit. And, like, I came up here with 101 and World, and I just never realized, like, I'm like, man, it's beautiful up here. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is just a whole nother world up here. And so I just drive around up here, man. Like, I was in Ipswich or something yesterday and was, like, just fascinated with how beautiful it was. Just And that's something I would never say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be standing outside the bar, like, man, where's the bitches at? <laughs> yes, I, I know. Well, the crazy thing is, that's a different area because that's like original, the the original state. You know what I mean? It was founded in that area, so it's so different, like colonial, compared to as you move west or south. You know what I mean? The whole vibe it's is different. Cool. It's cool, colonial. You know, I, I yeah. like it. It's you know, it, it, you learn a lot about, you learn a lot about just, you know, pretty much everything. You know, it's like, because I'm from down south, so it's a lot different down south. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't so they weren't so consumed with the Civil War up here as much as we were down south and the relics of it and shit like that. So up here, like, I t- my thing is up here, man, I'm like, dog, it looks like something out of, like, that movie Popeye with the old one, Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. It just reminds that you know and um i like it you know it's beautiful man like should take me out to the capes and stuff and i'm just fascinated with that shit now you know i'm just like every morning i catch myself trying to find a new place to take sunrise photos and like you know i'm always looking at different like buildings and stuff i look at them a lot differently and it's cool man it's it's cool to see the beauty in things like it, it's it's a beautiful thing <laughs> so been, brother have uh how's everything been with you oh man it's been uh well i mean how long has it been how long has it been since we were on that tour that was I mean, 97 97 was that 97 you know? yeah yeah because that was yeah exactly because damn that was 97 and i had just turned 21 dude think about that like i was maybe 21 or 22 so i was like i was legal drinking age but i was drinking we were before kids, that. we were all over, all over. That was fun. We were. I do remember. I do remember a lot of that trip because I remember you were co-pilot. You would sit shotgun almost every time, and no one was going to question it. <laughs> and I remember every time we got in the car, you're like, "I'm driving, I'm driving." I'm like, "You cannot. You're not driving. You're not driving." And I remember every single time we got in the car, you're like, "I'm driving, I'm driving." 
And that was right <laughs> around that time Missy Elliott tape came out. Her first album, and you would const- you had that thing on heavy rotation. Every time you got in the car, you just you whatever was in the tape, you'd put it out, take it out. Whoever was playing, whatever you would take it out and put that in, and there was no no one was saying no. It was amazing. It was so good. So yeah, good. that would be man. Is I brought that uh, I brought that entire I brought that entire album over from when we did the twenty three tour. And um, there's a very long, funny story with that, that um, that we had that tape the entire tour. Like Sal bought it at some, some gas station, and he would not take it out. Like, we just religiously listened to the tour. And Ronnie Bertino was with us, and he was, like, by the end of the tour, I, I always remember this, by the end of the tour, he was like, Ronnie, like, bought, like, some Jordans and was, like, listening to Missy. We were like, yo, we transformed this dude into black. Amazing. It was so good. So good. I remember Spencer was on that trip, too, for a while. Um, yeah, Spencer was yeah. back in the day. You know, it was like, that was um, you know, that was a special time, man, if you think about that. It was like, a lot of people weren't really up on, like, a lot of things we were doing. That's actually what I want to tap into you about, not only the magazine, but, you know, back then, man, it's crazy to think that you guys were so ahead of your time, you know, and, like, I don't even think you, you know, like, not say you didn't know what you were doing, but it's like you guys were so far ahead of the curve with, like, so much, like, like, like blending, like, hip-hop and skating, but making it dope and not making it, like, some corny commercial shit or, like, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, or like just using it as a cliche. Because you guys came over from Scribble. Yeah, that was a trip. So Nick, you remember Fat Nick? You and Fat Nick had a lot of good times on that. We should have had him on this call too because I think he he's he's a whole nother facet of this story that he's got so many stories. Like when we get together, sometimes he brings up things that happened on the tour that I don't even remember. Like the time when I think I, I sent you a message a while ago and was like, "Hey, we're just talking about you because Fat Nick was telling me the story." that him and Retta were on the trip, and this was when Retta was just kind of getting established outside of, like, New York, right? So he yeah. went on the trip with us, and he was he was a connection to the magazine, right? Because he, he, he was a contributing photographer, so he would send a lot of photos and stuff in, and we'd run articles and, you know, East Coast stuff and whatever. But he was on the trip with us, right? And I remember you got fired up about something. He was like, nope, Fat Nick's the only person that can take photos of me on this trip. And Retta got so pissed. <laughs> So pissed. Oh, you're just, I love it because you just light anybody up. It's at the moment, just like whatever's happening, nope, this is how it's going down. And everyone just be like, oof, I guess that's it. And then Retta, of course, he's hot sometimes. You know, he'll come in hot and you're just like, nope, not happening. Fat Nick's taking all my photos for the rest of the trip. And <laughs> you would get so fired up. I mean, because most, most of them dudes, man, like, you know, it's like I didn't really know them dudes like that. You know, so I didn't really, I was very, I was very guarded about who I did and didn't want to shoot with. You know, I I think that was because back then, man, you, that's all you really had. You know, and like I didn't yeah. have a lot of wiggle. I didn't have a lot of wiggle room to like maybe get a decent few. I was like, and I didn't know Reda like that. You know, so I was in kind of guarded. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. and Nick was Nick was the dude. You know, Nick Nick says Nick was the guy, man, and um, I felt comfortable with him. You know, it was always cool shooting with him. If I didn't know you, 
you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm still like that to a fault. You know, if I don't really know you, like, it would take me a second to bring you in my circle or, like, to, for me to feel comfortable enough around you to where I'm like, yo, man, what's up? Because, you know, you don't, I don't really got I don't, I never really had people like that around. You know what I mean? Like, I always had to be like, all right, I'm the only black guy around. And not that it's a black or white thing, but, you know, I was always kind of walking on eggshells. So I figured once I was cool with someone, it's like I stayed, I stayed with that person. You know, like I've had the same yep. friends yep. since 15, you know, and, like, I'd known, I'd known Fat Nick. So I was like, yo, this is my guy. He's shit with me. And, like, anyone else would be kind of like, I'd be protective of that, you know. And I thought back then it was dope to have that. You know, they had that on the, they yep. had that on the, you know, they had that out there. And so, and so that's, that's what, you know, I didn't get it from them, but that, that's how it was. You know, people don't understand skateboard was different back then, you know, like, only them guys would only go out and, and film with sock. You know, you couldn't get them to film. Nobody else could film like none of us world guys or nothing like that because no one would go out with them. You know, and so and so when Reda and Dimitri came along, you know, Dimitri Dimitri got in there quick, but Dimitri kind of like Dimitri played his feel right. You know, like he was he was just kind of the background guy, and Reda was a lot different. Reda was real loud and out there. You know, so a lot of people didn't get ready. Yeah, I was always cool with Reddy, but a lot of people did not get ready because he was a he was a he was a boisterous guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just his character. You know, but um yep. I just always felt comfortable with my guys, man. Like I, I you know what's funny, man? Um, always always tell this crazy story. When I was uh when I was young, I would only film with Bear Hughes. You know what I'm saying? Like I would only, only film with him because that was the only guy I felt comfortable feeling, filming with. And, like, he just, he was a regular, you remember Bear Hughes, regular Where was dude. he from? Where was he from? He's from Jacksonville, Florida. He was, he was okay. from Ron Yeah. So, yeah, I would only go film, but I would only go film my video parts with him, you know, because I was everyone else. I didn't know anyone else, and I didn't want to go film yeah. with no one else. And, you know, that was kind of and a thing, so. You just stick to who you're comfortable with, right? That's skateboarding, right? You want to. Typically, just like you're saying, you're filming with who you know, you're shooting photos with who you know, it's comfortable. Plus, you're more relaxed when you skate like that. You know, you don't want to skate with somebody you don't know or film with somebody you don't really know. Then it feels awkward, right? You don't know how they're going to hold the camera, how close, you know. Yep, totally get, totally get it. They messed the trick but, up, and it's, it's World War Three. you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey, yo, yo, hey, yo, yo, this yo, is Bobby yo. Craves, your official Certain Ones representative. And when I'm not scaling a scaffold, dropping elbows on entitled assholes from the 13th floor, I'm chilling in the sauna with the real Ali Lama, Mr. Clyde Singleton, and tuning in to WCRP, Clyde's Radio Pod motherfucking cast. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. You know, like, let's talk about strength, man. Like, I always, that was that was so ahead of its time. Come about. You know what I'm saying? How did yeah. you decide one day, like, yo, we're going to start a skateboard night? So here's how, so there's a, there's a guy in Cincinnati. His name's Christian. He came along. We were actually at, a, at some house parties, college parties, you know, still kind of kids, basically, you know. And he, he was at one of those and he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm working on a magazine, but I'm, I really, I'm looking for, you know, I, I have these ideas, 
but we need help executing it. And it was just, a, it, he had the idea, but we're like, it should be a skate magazine with, with music. He had like early, like the first couple issues, maybe the, only the first issue was more like mountain biking. It was like a mix of sort of like action sports, so to speak. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, that's not going to work. That's kind of, that's kind of whack. It's got to be really defined. You have to have a really good idea to roll it out, you know, because you can't just break into skateboarding without knowing skateboarding. You know what I mean? You have to sort of be in it and grow up and know about it and be that, you know, you can't just come along and work your way in. It just does not work. Right. It doesn't work like that. So exactly. he had, he had the idea and then he brought me a, a bunch of like Pat Nick, Eric Woolham, like Deke, like a bunch of people that we grew up skating. That's all we did. That's the only thing we knew. So we came on board. We knew design and things like that. I was you know, going to school and stuff. We were interested in that because we wanted to make skateboards and all kinds of stuff, right? So t-shirt, graphics, whatever. So he brought us on board. We started working with him to, to sort of refine and develop and really, really focus on the direction of the magazine. Because he had ideas. He had ideas. And then we would collaborate with him to make sure that these ideas would work. He also had a skateboard brand with Steve Sias back in the day called Nation Skateboards. So that was another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nation Skateboards. Yeah. So him and Steve Sias got together and started a a brand called Nation Skateboards. But that was sort of a, a different section. But the magazine, the magazine was really just focused on music. And then it filtered down to snowboarding and skating, and then it filtered down to basically skating. It had some snowboard in it a little bit because it's sort of related in a weird way, but regardless, it was mainly focused on skateboarding. So, and that's what, that's what really, that's when it really started to take off and actually work, you know, and then we got Retta and Nick was in there. And Nick actually, he was um, basically the art director for a long time after I, after I left and moved out west to work for uh, Podium, DVS, and Lakai. But, yeah, I mean, the magazine was, was really exciting. And I think it was so isolated because we were in the Midwest. We weren't on the East Coast. We weren't in, you know, out west. We were in the Midwest. So when something new came out from strength, it was, it was refreshing, right? It, it looked different. It didn't look like everything else, you know. It, it was pretty fun. It was, a, it was a really fun project. SCCS. They actually ended up buying it. And, uh, you know, moved it out west and did some other things. But anyway. that's Yeah, I remember when they were out west because – is that when they were on uh, Wilshire? Yeah. Oh, crazy enough, that's when – before that, that's when Hustler bought them, the, the publication. Because I lived off uh, Wilshire and LeBray at the time. So um, you guys are, like, right up the street my house man like it was uh, it was it was pretty it's pretty because you guys were up the street and then big brother ended up being up the street not long after that and i remember when you guys were up the street because um i mean that's fast forwarding years from then not far but sean peterson worked for you at that point that's where i met sean peterson at yeah so there was a lot of connections to the magazine which was pretty cool i mean it, it, it yeah expanded oh, pretty quick it, oh, it that. expanded yeah, a lot of people do not know that, you know, and uh, I think that's very important that, you know, that's why I want to do the podcast, man, is like to dip into that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's important to skateboard, man. It's just as important Absolutely. to skateboard 
it's just it's just as important to skateboard as, as my story or anyone else's story. You know, it's like it was it's what builds the entire story. You know, so it's like almost how you see Star Wars putting out the little episodes now, and like you're like, oh, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what I wanted to do is this is to like bring all the pieces out and and leave the leave the visual out of it so people could like use their brain and, and like paint the picture because the picture's been painted for them. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it was, it's like it's funny, man. It, it's funny that. I would figure that, man, they'd be talking about strength everywhere and, like, what you guys did for skating and, like, you know, one heavy thing I really definitely 1,000% want to touch on is how strength was doing King of the Road before King of the Road. There is there yeah. is no whatsoever because there would be – the Unity Tour is basically the King of the Road. You know what I'm saying? There's That's no getting right. around there's, there's absolutely no getting around it. And so every time I see that, I mean, it ain't no, it ain't no diss to Thrasher. Thrasher, that's all my people. Mike Burnett, all them guys are great people, man. But every time I see that, every, and even they asked me to go on that a long time ago, and I, and I declined going on it for, uh, for some other reasons. It was, um, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really into what they were doing, what they were putting down for me to get on. I mean, fuck it, I talk about. It. They, they had a thing where they wanted to pick up black skaters. And I was like, the fuck is that? It's WCRP. Like, you want to, like, what? Like, 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 we're like, that was just weird to me, man. You know, it's like, why would, why would you have to focus on it, it just made it. It made it weird. It's not like y'all ain't gonna do the. Y'all ain't gonna take a bunch of black dudes on tour and pick up a bunch of white skaters. So why would y'all do that? You know what I mean? And yeah. then, then uh, and what's really funny is what came out of that is is Shiloh. Me and Shiloh ended up beefing out of that somehow, man. Like it was like, it was like he had said something to the effect of like. I wasn't supposed to be on the tour or something, and I don't know if you saw that that little write up that I did of him in um in Skateboard Mag that followed that, but I just kind of let it go on, dude, and um I, I feel terrible about it now, to be honest. You know, it's it's something that you know it's said and done, and you know just back then I was I was there's no excuse for it, but you, like I was kind of going through a period of life too where I was just very defensive about things and a little too outspoken. I lost my brother. I lost my at the time. And, you know, a bunch of happened, and I was just piling a bunch of drugs and drinking on top of it. And that was something that kind of, you know, because I respected him a lot growing up, you know, so that, that just kind of, it kind of hit me the wrong way. And I, and I wish I went about it a different way, but um, back to the, back to the, back to the King of the Road thing, man. Like, I, I really feel like you guys were, the first people to really the unity tour, you know, the only thing I've seen before that I got this for you. You're going to chip out was the SWAT tours. Remember the SWAT <laughs> tours? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, you know, a lot of the SWAT tours were a lot of SWAT tours were basically like, you know, that's, that's what I, that's what I'd really, that's what I'd really seen. Like you taking the street element of the SWAT tour and and made it like dope, 
You know, like you guys made it yeah. to where people see it. And and like I said back then, man, like it wasn't like. And what was dope about it? You guys weren't picking. You know, you weren't trying to do like, all right, we're gonna get like the biggest names out here. You know, with the biggest sponsors and shit. Like you guys put together like, you know, you curated a dope tour out of people that you know everyone wanted to see at the time. You know, it was that kind yeah. of skating dope, and you didn't have to rely on the contest guys or the guys with the biggest sponsors. And, you know, it was just like you guys showed people what was dope. And that that is unparalleled. Man, that is just so dope. Like, to even think about it. Nobody's got the balls to do that no more. You know, everybody wants to follow. Everybody wants to follow a certain guideline, follow a certain thing. You guys just, you know, you took the steering wheel and just took over. You know, you took the steering wheel and was like, I got my own lane. And you made people respect it. And that's, uh, like I said, man, that's a huge reason why I did this podcast. And I wanted to have guys yeah. like yourself. It's super important. You know, it's very important to know that kind of stuff. You know, people see King of the Road, they don't think about that kind of stuff. The first thing I think of, Unity Tour. Bam. That's amazing. You know, yeah, that's amazing. You know, and, and, the, and the cool thing about it, I mean, everything's kind of, for the most part, it's been done sort of blown out a little bit you know but back then nobody was doing that but it all came from the magazine the idea was like let's get a bunch of let's get the brands that we really like that would be that we'd be down to do interviews with then let's do a tour let's actually promote help promote these guys and let's get a full tour run through all the shops every we want to do an east coast you know keep it you know keep it just straight up and down the coast make it easy you know but but make it more people would want to come and see it. You know what I mean? Like let's let's get some, let's get a list of of brands that we would want to be a part of, and then some of the key guys that maybe we'd want to even do interviews with for the magazine. But let's just make it not about like Swatch. It's still about the one brand, right? This wasn't about one brand. That's why it was called the Unity Tour. It was a group of brands doing something together. Those Beauty and the Beast and things like that now, but it's. This was you're right. This and it's cool to have someone like you from the outside see it. You know, you you were a big part of the magazine too, but it's like we were so in like absorbed in it. Like we weren't really thinking of how other people would see it from the outside. We were just thinking about what we think would be cool. You know what I mean? We weren't trying to impress someone else. We were just like this would be really cool to do. I think as a skater, it'd be cool to read an article like this. You know what I mean? Like these dudes coming from all over, like a lot of that, that's the first time I met half these guys, but I knew about them. You know what I mean? We would, we would read something about them or like maybe talk to them, you know, or, or do an article about them, but never like a big group tour. You know what I mean? Hit New York, we went to Atlanta, Boston. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good tour. That was a great tour, man. Like, you know, honestly, dude, I've been on a lot of tours. Like that was probably, I would definitely probably say, if not number one, number two tour I've ever been on. Like just are you kidding? Just, are you serious? That's amazing. I swear to God, man, because like, it was like it was one of them things I remember, you know, like and I was and I wanted to be on and I left, I went in it happy and came out happy, and that is so important to me. And I remember it. I remember so much of it, you know. Like I just, I like and like you were saying, man, it was my first time meeting all those guys too. You know, it was a lot of those yeah. guys I knew them, but I didn't know them, know them. And, you know, and even, you know, like that was, it's crazy if you think about it. 
that's uh, that was kind of risky putting a lot of us together like that because you didn't know if you if we all knew each other or nothing. You know, it was like we did we did not we didn't know. We just wanted to get everybody together, and it was it, honestly it was an open invitation. Whoever wanted, you know, out of the groups, whoever wanted to go, and the people that wanted to go, it was like yes, these dudes are in. You know what I mean? They're they're down to do it. So at that point, we're like, this is going to be fun because they're actually looking forward to this, and not it's not a forced thing that they have to go do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was fully optional. That was the great thing. I felt like it was something I really, I just really wanted to be a part of something like that. Like the minute I was like, yeah, send me up. You know, I was in Florida or something hanging out. And like, you know, I think after that, I did an interview with uh, Wild Cabbage. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. After that, I did an interview with Wild Cabbage. And yeah, man, it was like, I'd always liked everything you guys did. You know, I'm like, I've always been a huge fan of everything you guys did from, Especially for me. You know, I think back then, man, a lot of that stuff, it really helped us. It put us out to a whole new audience that that we, you know, we probably wouldn't have known. You know, a lot of cats wouldn't have known about us. We would have been unattainable to them. You know, I probably wouldn't have been a bit, uh, I probably wouldn't have been able to go back until, like, what, like, you know, maybe aesthetics tour years later. So just, you know, I mean, just being a part of that is always a great thing, man. It's, um... I don't know. It's always really cool to just look back on that kind of stuff and be thankful for it. And it's, yeah, for sure. You know, be thankful for it. in life, you know what I mean? So uh, I really appreciate that from you guys. Yeah, same, same. I mean, we we built memories off that off that trip too. It's it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's still to this day. Every once in a while, not not so much recently, but I mean, I'm still friends with Jamal. I still shoot him a message every once in a while. It's been a while, but just to see what he's been doing over the years, it's really cool, you know? It's great seeing a dude like him just just flourish out here. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of them dudes I'm like, you know what? If anyone deserves it, that dude deserves to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of those dudes that really deserves to flourish out here because humble guy, he's put in the work. You know what I mean? He's had to, he's had to play the co-star millions of times. But, you know, he's been very humble. He's put in his work and, like, he just sat back and then he got it. And he was, you know, and he, and he still remained that dude. You know what I mean? Like, he he wasn't yep. out here flossing and, you know what I mean, acting like he was the best skater. And, you know, he wasn't doing all that. You know, he, he was never about that, but he was always one of the best. You know, like, yep. and so always liked out of him. He was, you know, obviously complete polar opposite. I mean, I'm loud as hell, but that dude is... <laughs> I've always respected that dude, man. Like just like the way he carries himself is something else. You know what I mean? He's just like you can. You, he's one of them dudes you can look at and you can see and tell that he's got something special about him. You know? And, Absolutely. And comes, you know, he's he's, he's the type of friend. He's the type of friend that when you get to know him, you want to be a better person because of him. He's always so yeah. positive. You know what I mean? He's always positive. Yeah. He always looks and does the right thing. And he's just a, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. I mean, he's, and like I said, man, I, I, I salute what he's doing for hops, man. You know, I, it's not easy out here, you know, to keep your head above water. And he's one of the dudes that is, man, you know, because and he played it smart. He, he played his, you know, he, he, he stayed in his lane. He wasn't trying to be something that he wasn't, and he wasn't trying to go after what everyone's going after. So, you know, that in itself, that speaks, that speaks volumes for himself and his career and what kind of person he is. And, 
you know, even yourself, man, even what y'all did. You know, like you guys you guys created your own lane. Like you didn't you didn't play you didn't play the you didn't play the skateboard game, you know, where a lot of cats do and you know, and like a lot of people do and then they and you see what happens, you know, they try to play the game and it's it's like dancing with the devil. You're never gonna you're never gonna you're never gonna get that good dance. You know, so it's always awesome to see that you know, the I guess the, the smaller guys win and just remain stable. You know, which you guys did. A lot of people try to do skateboard magazines. You guys lasted longer than power age. <laughs> I mean, just think about that, man. That's something like Empower Edge is a dope magazine and this is what's crazy. Yep. We're gonna, people are going to be coming back talking about y'all like they did Power Edge. It's just, you know, it's just that time's right around the corner because that's what I see. It's like I saw how special Power Edge was. And if you're a skater, you know about Power Edge. You're like, yo, that was a dope magazine. You know, it's like there's not one dude that could skateboard that could tell you that magazine is not dope. And just like strength, if you knew, if you were around back then, if you were really into skating, you want one of them dudes that quit, and when uh, when everybody was skating around Taco Bell in 1993, if you were still skating, you know the strength was, you know, you remember what was up with it. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, I think that's a good analogy because nobody ever, ever talks shit on Power Edge, right? It's almost, I mean, I've never heard anyone say, oh, that's whack. Power Edge was always a shit back in the day. That was always, that was always the good magazine, right? So to be compared to something like that, which is, there's similar parallels, right? It's kind of around, right around that same genre, so to speak. You know, it's not over the top, blown out, huge West Coast mag or like, or just the, the mainstream, so to speak. Probably not the right term, but big, big brand magazine. Yeah. But it was. You kind of, you kind of fit into it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I, I totally get what you're saying. They, they, I mean, because they were more in tune with the little guys, you know what I mean? Like, like, so from there, you found out about motor-built trucks and, like, Renali's and epic skateboards and, like, all, like, you knew about them because the big magazines were always the big magazines. So if you saw, it was funny, if you saw them in the big magazine, you kind of were like, oh, you know, but when you saw them in the power edge, just like if you see them in strength, you see, like, the Woo Boards, or you see the American Dream, and you see it in strength, they're like, yo. You know what I mean? Because that, 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 you know, it defined that culture. It defined, it defined that era, too. Like, it completely defined that era. Like, you were like, yo, what defined, like, kind of like 95, you know, 96, 97 to, to 2000? Like, what defined? You, you'd have to throw strength in there. If you did it, you don't skate. It's that simple. <laughs> Next week on WCRP. Whether you're doing like your podcast or designing shoes or designing skateboards, just putting yourself out there like that and designing something or creating something and giving it to the world to either accept it or reject it. It's, that's a, that's a mentally challenging thing. You know, I don't think people think about that being creative or, or having great or ideas in general, you know, that some people just hold back from their ideas. You know what I mean? Don't, they can't really express themselves or fully commit to doing something because they're, you know, maybe worried about what everybody else is going to think, you know, and that's unfortunate.